You are listening to episode 236. In today's episode, we are talking about the sensitive topic of suicide. 988 is the line to call if you are feeling suicidal. If you are triggered by this conversation, have the permission to not listen to this episode. If you choose to listen but decide you are feeling uncomfortable inside of your body as you're listening to the episode, you have full permission to stop listening. And if you do choose to listen to the entire episode, please be sure to move your body after listening, shake your body out, dance to a song, go for a walk. All of us will be triggered in some way or another, and it is so important to take care of our bodies and move the energy through and out. Feel free to contact me, Erin at Erin Joyce Co. or Instagram at Erin Joyce Co. underscore, or talk to your therapist or talk to a person if you need to talk to somebody to continue processing this conversation. It's an important one, but it is a sensitive one. Please listen at your own discretion. Hey everyone, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, Disclosure, today we are going to be talking about suicide. What I am sharing are my opinions, my experience, my thoughts. This is not truth. This is not fact. It does not discount your opinions, your thoughts, or your experience. I accept and hold space for yours and ask that you accept and hold space for mine. I'm always open to discussion. Um, And I also want to say that if you are feeling suicidal, to please call 988, reach out to people who you know can support you. And that's part of the conversation I'm having today and want to acknowledge. And uh, if this is a triggering topic, please take care of yourself and stop listening. And that is okay to do, okay? So the reason I want to have this conversation, it's very vulnerable. It is very, uh, quite frankly, uncomfortable. Um, But I think it's important. And the reason is because, as many of you know, um, Twitch, who I actually did not know um, or was familiar with, who he uh, was known for dancing on, I forget what show, it's not coming to me, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. And he was also the DJ for Ellen DeGeneres and was known for how happy and easygoing he was and how much he loved life. He had a beautiful family. So it really shook people up to find out that he uh, died by suicide, understandably. Um, and I, I, I just, I sat back and just observed the commentary that was flooding social media. Um, I know now I didn't see, but some people in different posts had commented about um, the selfishness of choosing suicide. I know there's a lot of religious perspectives. Um, The only part that I want to say to that of why people die by suicide are that um, I believe we view suicide from a very egotistical space. Not the people who die by suicide necessarily, but those of us who try and understand it um, or have a relationship with someone who chose or who died by suicide, not chose it, but died by suicide. I do believe we have a very egocentric perspective. Um, There's the assumption always that someone died by suicide because of depression. This is not always the case. I think it's the case a lot. 
But I think it's really important to recognize that we cannot make any assumptions or understand what is going on inside of somebody's life. And it's not fair or kind to label someone like Twitch as depressed when we actually don't know that. There are so many reasons people die by suicide. Someone could have gotten a terminal diagnosis and they chose um, or they they felt that they didn't want to live the rest of their life in a terminal illness and uh, instead died by suicide. Um, people feel hopeless, I believe. Again, this is my thought, my belief in some way and for some reason inside of their life that could be acute and that's when it feels very tragic. Um, it could be a reason that they feel they are um, protecting others. Uh, they could have, like anything, I don't even want to go into the reasons. <clears throat> but what I feel more than it being depression is that people have a feeling of hopelessness. Like they don't know where to go from here for whatever reason, whether it is a mental health disorder, a physical illness, um, a diagnosis, uh, receiving news of a spouse cheating on you or if you cheated on them or something financially happened. These are all feelings of hopelessness and doesn't mean that they were long-term. And, you know, I saw a lot of posts around like, this is what depression looks like with those who died by suicide in their pictures. And I'm like, hmm, do we know for certain that these people were depressed? And I, I think it's a label that's just not fair because there's a stigma around it. Or, you know, when I hear that someone was depressed, you kind of think of it as this long-term chronic depression when I don't know that that's ever the case. And so, so in addition to that, what I see, and this is the bigger conversation I want to have, this is the meat of what I want you to take out of this conversation, is that the bigger issue, you know, I see a lot of call 988, which is, it's there and important to use if you need to use it. And I also see people saying like, please know I'm here for you if you need to talk to somebody. And unless you have ever had suicidal ideation, that statement is offensive, in my opinion, in my experience, I I have never been to a point of having a plan of suicide. I have been to a point of what I call suicidal curiosity, not ideation, which is when you're like really thinking about it and what, how would I do it and when would I do it? I've never gotten that far, but I've definitely had suicidal curiosity in moments in my life that have felt really, really hard and deep. Sorry, it's emotional to think about. And not ever in that moment would I have reached out to a stranger or nobody on social media and been like, hey, can we talk? Because when you're in that moment, you are at a very weak moment. You are ripped raw in emotion and vulnerability. And the last thing you have the strength and bandwidth to do is to reach out to somebody and say, hey, so I've been kind of curious about killing myself. And that doesn't happen. What needs to happen 
in our culture and in our society is you, my dear friend listening, and all of the people around us need to do their effing work to heal themselves. Because no one wants to ask somebody, why have you been different? Why or are you thinking of killing yourself? I have in the past year, 365 days, maybe actually a little longer than that. There are three people in my life that I've had to look at and say, have you thought about killing yourself? And those are the words that I asked. And it took my work to be able to sit in that space and hear them and listen without judgment and for them to know and feel that they were safe in my presence to have this conversation. That is what needs to happen. And that is what I was able to do in one of the really hard years of my life this past year, where I have been in my own darkness. And it's because I have done my work to know how to recognize when someone needs help. We cannot put this on other people that they are responsible to to ask for help. We need to know how to ask. We need to be brave enough to be able to say, are you thinking about killing yourself? And to know what to do with that answer. That's what we need to be able to do. And if you don't know how to do that and you don't feel brave enough to ask that question, I strongly encourage you to figure out how to do that. Why does it feel? And that's how you need to figure it out. Ask yourself, why does that scare me? Why don't I know what to do with that answer? Why am I not able to ask that person that question? Additionally, the biggest thing in addition to that is that we are so caught up in ourselves in such an egocentric way that we are not even seeing when someone is needing help because we are so freaking selfish, myself included. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not preaching from the top of the mountain here. We, when someone is canceling plans or like not as visible on social media or like slow to answer to texts, not answering phone calls, instead of being pissed at that person for maybe not like having integrity or of their word and like showing up for things and following through with stuff or that is when we need to be like, huh, are they okay? I will tell you, I, I left social media for a break for two weeks in March. I've, if you've been listening at all, this is not brand news to you, new news to you. And I was gone. I had 13,000 followers and my account disappeared with no warning. Of my followers, do you know how many people asked me and found me and emailed me and said, Erin, are you okay? No one, not one person. Was I okay? Not really, but I, my dog sound asleep under me, <laughs> but no one, no one, nobody. The people who are very important in my life, which I include my husband and two of my friends, are like the people who are there for me relentlessly, who know me, who ask me hard questions, who feel that we are so bonded, they feel when I'm not okay and say, are you okay? And I do the same for them. 
They were there for me. So that's why I was okay. But I am very fortunate and very blessed to have those three people in my life every single day to know to ask me if I'm okay. Most people don't have any of that. So that, in my opinion, is the problem that we are not seeing. We're so caught up in ourselves. We're so caught up in the work we want to do and the marketing and the post and how we're eating and how we're going to share it today and and the hustle and bustle and answering the emails that even in our constant logging into social media, don't notice differences. And maybe someone's not showing it there, but maybe your friends, like I went through a period of time that I canceled everything with friends. I was never showing up to anything. And what I ended up getting in return after like a year or so of that, and I was doing it because I was so anxious, I physically couldn't leave my house. It was so bad, guys. It was so bad. Like physically couldn't. I'd fall to the ground. And after a couple years of that, you know what I got? Oh, we didn't invite you because we figured you were too busy. Okay. All right. That feels like shit. That the people closest to you aren't saying like, I know that you haven't been accepting invitations and been around a lot and I totally understand how busy you've been and that's why, but I want you to know I'm thinking of you and if you're canceling for different reasons or or anything like that, just know I'm here. You know, if you need to talk, I'm here and checking in and being like, hey, how are you today? Are you, are you doing okay? And I'll tell you what, people like me who are very, I think I've softened a lot in the past few years, but people who are very hyper-independent um, and strong-willed will probably shoot you down a lot. And that's where we need to have the work done so that we don't take that personally and be offended and be like, well, fine, screw you then. I'm not going to be in your life in that way. But to recognize like, mm, I feel like I feel like something's going on, so I'm just going to continue to say, hey, are you okay? Don't be fooled by people who show up and look strong and happy. And that's where those people want the close people in their lives to to be able to to hold the space and say, are you okay? There was when I was in college, I was going through a really, really, really hard time. I was struggling. It was typical freshman struggles. So anybody listening with your freshman, like go check in on them. Some do great. Some do not. And I was, I was definitely dealing certainly with a type of depression. It was more acute. It wasn't chronic. It was like an acute few months. And I remember it was middle of the night. It was probably like 2 a.m. Uh, I had a long distance boyfriend. And I was like, I, this was a moment where I was seriously thinking about suicide. I was like, I don't know how to get through this. And I called this really, really important person in my life and was sobbing, crying. And they were too tired to have a conversation. It was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was clear that I needed him. And he was like, okay. And yeah, it was the middle of the night. He might not even remember he answered the phone. But this is when we have to recognize like someone needs me and I need to know how to be there for them. And I need to know how to know that they need me. And that's the work that I think we're really missing in our culture right now. And there isn't an end all be all and there is no blaming. And all of the examples I shared here, anybody who's listening who knows me 
I, I want to say I love you. I do not hold a grudge. I am not angry with you. I am very, very proud of myself for all the work that I've done and the ability to cultivate people around me who can support me. And I don't expect it's okay is what I'm saying. Like I am okay. But I share these examples as a frame of reference for everyone to understand and to be curious about yourself of, is there anyone in my life that I do really care about who's been distant or seems a little off or is canceling a lot or they seem just really busy and I just think that they're okay and just too busy? Check in on them and be willing to ask the really hard question of, have you thought about killing yourself? I know it's a really hard question and it makes you uncomfortable. I cannot tell you that I sit there calm when I ask that question, but I can tell you that I sit there with confidence that I care about that person enough that I'm going to know what to do with their answer and we will get through it together and I'm going to be by their side. And there's so much more I want to say, but I think I want to leave it at that and I want to... I feel like I had a lot of harsh energy in my messaging here, but I want to encourage the softness. I, this isn't, um, a finger pointing. This isn't any blame, but it it is a strong message of please look inside yourself. We need to shine the light on ourselves in this conversation, not on others, not on those who die by suicide. And we can't feel like we have the right to label people who have died by suicide and think that we know why they died by suicide. You will never know. And it is not okay for us to slam social media thinking that we do. What we need to do is take these moments and instead of projecting outward on platforms like social media, to be introspective and ask ourselves, why is this affecting me so much? Why does this feel so bad? What do we really need to do to create a shift? And you're not going to change it in the whole world as one person, but to one person, you can change the world. And that's what I want you to focus on. And I guarantee you, I actually don't know the statistics. Too bad I didn't look it up before. But I guarantee you, 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 if not you, someone in your life has considered suicide to some degree. And this is who we need to do the work for. And for those of you listening, if you are someone who has been curious about suicide, if you've had suicidal ideation, If you don't know me, and I know that sometimes you hear these things and it's like, well, I would never, but I will say, I am here for you. I am very capable of having this conversation. And you can send me an email and say, I feel like I need to talk to you. And you can leave your number and say, give me a call or email me back or what is your Voxer? And I'm here. I also encourage you that if you don't feel like you have someone in your life who can ask you this question, to know that there is somebody who can answer it. Whether it's a doctor, a therapist, there's someone who can hold that space for you. And I will pray for you that you find that space. It's a hard conversation. I know that. And unfortunately, it's something that's never going to go away. 
And that was a really hard lesson I learned in my counseling courses in graduate school. That's a very hard thing to accept. Um, So if anyone wants to continue this conversation behind the scenes, I'm here. I think there's much deeper conversation. I think, again, like here I am already almost at 20 minutes, losing my promise of 15-minute episodes. But I think it's an important one. Um, And I'm very open to having further conversation around this because it's so important. And this is a part of the normalizing that I want to do, to normalize that we do have these feelings sometimes and you are not doing anything wrong. You have not failed. It's okay. And if you... Are, if you didn't hold the space for someone you wish you did, please forgive yourself. We need self-forgiveness and self-acceptance and to know we are humans. We are doing our best every day. That doesn't mean it's the best, but we're doing our best. And that's all that we can do. And if we lead with love, it's enough. Even if our external circumstances look like it's not, it is. I promise you that. Okay, my friends, again, email me, Erin at ErinJoyceCo.com. You can connect with me on Instagram at ErinJoyceCo underscore. DM me, tag me in this episode if you feel like it's important and you want to share it with anyone in your life. I would appreciate that. I think that is all. Go out there, treat others the way you want to be treated, and I will talk to you next week. 